Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators, creating books for children and teens. I'm Emma Cantor, Associate Children's Book Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Lauren DiStefano and illustrator Gaia Cornwall about their new picture book, The Unicorn Came to Dinner. The book is due out June 2nd from Macmillan's Roaring Brook Press, which is sponsoring this podcast. Lauren DiStefano is the author of several young adult and middle grade novels, including the dystopian sci-fi trilogy, The Chemical Garden. The Unicorn Came to Dinner is her first picture book. Author-illustrator Gaia Cornwall's debut picture book, Jabari Jumps, was named a Charlotte Zolotow Honor Book, an Amazon Best Children's Book of the Year, and a 2017 NPR staff pick, among other accolades. In their new picture book, The Unicorn Came to Dinner, a very rude unicorn intrudes on a family dinner, taking the place of a girl named Elizabeth and bringing chaos into the household. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Lauren, what inspired you to write this tale of school jitters through the lens of a unicorn's visit? Well, growing up, I always had a lot of anxiety. I found it difficult to do things that my classmates did with ease, like initiate new friendships or even hang my artwork on the wall. There's actually a video of me on my first day of kindergarten, and I'm hiding behind my mom. I know I'm not the only kid who struggled with change, and I really wanted to show kids that that's okay. Change and big emotions don't have to be scary all the time, and there are ways to make it more fun if imagination's involved. And how did you find the transition from writing YA in middle grade to a picture book? It was sort of a sudden idea. I had just wrapped up a young adult series, and I emailed my agent, and I said, I don't really know what to write next. And she was actually the one who suggested I give picture books a try. Working with me for so many years, she felt I had something to say about how kids can manage big feelings like anxiety. So I probably wouldn't have ever thought to write this without her suggestion. And how did you find the process diving in? Um, you know, like with all my other projects, I didn't really know how it would turn out or if it would even turn into anything at all. Something that people may not realize is that writers come up with dozens or even hundreds of ideas that never turn into anything. So when I began The Unicorn Came to Dinner, it was sort of like that. I just didn't know. But I was having a lot of fun. And once I had a draft, I sent it to my agent. And her response was, wow, this is actually really good. And I was like, gee, thanks. (laughs) Uh, We went back and forth for a few weeks making changes and suggestions. And it was just really fun every step of the way. It was so different and so unexpected and just really magical. Gaia, your illustrations convey a great deal of humor through the character's body language and their facial expressions. How did you go about capturing that visual comedy? Well, thanks for saying that. That's so nice to hear. Well, when I first read Lauren's manuscript, it was so funny. And so I knew that I really needed to bring that to life. And for the unicorn, I immediately started going through and looking at animated horse characters, um, mostly from old Disney movies. Turns out there's lots of hilarious horse characters once you start looking for them. And I think that the parents' body language was just from my own experience of having two little kids who are often frustrating and have big feelings. Um, So it was my own inspiration. 
Your use of lines and patterns is also very expressive. What media did you work in? Um, I... I kind of used a whole bunch of different things, um, pencil and paper and then some watercolor and, um, and then I scan it in digitally. In terms of the mythical character at the core of the book, unicorns and catacorns and even myrmicorns are definitely trending right now. Lauren, you show the mischievous and even unpleasant side of the unicorn Curious, why did you choose to use that creature as Elizabeth's alter ego? Well, I think it's for the reasons you just said. It's really fun to just take a traditionally majestic thing like a unicorn and kind of give it human characteristics. Because in theory, who wouldn't want their own unicorn, right? But in reality, it would just destroy the house. A picture a unicorn sitting at your dining room table or in your bathtub, and it just becomes... I think the mischief just becomes inevitable. Would you say your work was fairly separate from Gaia's or did the two of you interact a lot throughout? So we actually didn't connect until after the book was written. Um, I was very fortunate to be shown Gaia's work and based on her illustrations with Jabari Jumps, I just thought she really had the line work and the use of color and just that whimsy that would really bring the story to life. And it just, I think it turned out absolutely perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Gaia, what would you say are some of your creative influences? Oh, well, for this book, um, well, I spent a lot of time researching horses in general, which I don't usually get to do. And that was really fun. I knew pretty quickly I liked the idea of like a huge unicorn, a draft horse, as opposed to like an elegant and sleek racehorse or something, which I feel like a lot of times unicorns are portrayed that way. And just like Lauren was saying about this unicorn coming in and destroying the house. Um, I loved the idea of it being really big. So I just spent a lot of time drawing and drawing horses and getting good enough at that so I could put her in all these kind of more unhorse like positions, like sitting at a table or a desk. So that was, it was a really fun process. And were you a big reader and artist growing up? Yeah, I right now, but uh, definitely growing up, I thought of myself more as an artist. And um, yeah, I read voraciously as a kid. And I have really clear memories of like sitting in the library at the stacks and just pulling out picture books and tossing the ones that I didn't like the look of. Um, uh, yeah, I had really strong opinions of the illustrators and illustrations that I liked as a kid. And um I think even now, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm working for that inner critic who's five years old. <laughs> and Lauren, what about you? Did you have strong attachments to books and illustrated books when you were growing up? I did. My, I was very fortunate to grow up in a house that was always inundated with books. Family members were always giving to me for gifts, for holidays, for birthdays. My parents read to me all the time. And I always, in my childhood, I had this big crate in the playroom. It was just filled to the brim with books. And I would just go through. And when I was too young to read, I think I did what a lot of kids do, which is pretend to read. 
based on the illustrations. And so like Gaia, I would say that the illustrations were really important to me. And I really loved sort of realistic but absurd things. There was a book I read, I don't remember the author, but her the book was called Imogen's Antlers. And on the front cover, there was a pretty ordinary looking little girl, but then she had these gigantic antlers sprouting out of her head. And the antlers were filled with trinkets with like ornaments and little things that she had obviously inadvertently picked up along the way. And I just thought something like that was always what my eye was drawn to. I really loved that creative use of surrealism. I love that book. You do. <laughs> what are the chances <laughs> yeah, of that? Yeah. Such a good one. Lauren, what do you hope readers will take away from this story? I really hope they take away that you can have fun with your emotions that change can be scary and you're not the only one who's intimidated by change and you're not the only one who feels big emotions. But emotions come from your imagination a lot of the time. And if you just incorporate a little bit of magic and fun, things can seem a lot less scary. And do you have anything to add, Gaia? Um, I really love the idea of parents and caregivers reading this book with their kids and then referencing it later when someone's having a hard time. Like, oh, you're stomping around the house. It seems like you feel like the unicorn. And um, hopefully then that can be a jumping off point for, you know, talking about big feelings or um, things that are scary. It seems like the book has a lot of great read aloud potential. Do the two of you have plans to tour and share the book with young readers live? I think the book has really great read out loud potential. I think the the great thing about a book like this is that it would translate really well to a reading environment in a classroom. I think it has a lot of accessibility for teachers to read to their students, but I also think it's a really fun bedtime read. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for parents and caregivers to do the fun voices. So as as much as doing readings is always a blast, I wanted to create a book that can have that magnanimous presence and have that fun and that theater no matter where it's being read. But I think we are going to do a few events together. We're still trying to figure out our schedules. What's next for you, Lauren? Do you foresee writing more picture books? I would absolutely love to. Right now I'm working on something that's kind of a secret, but hopefully I'll get to share that in the near future. Looking forward. And what are you currently working on, Gaia? Well, right now I'm waiting to get my proofs for um, my other picture book, Jabari Tries, which is coming out in the fall. Um, so I'm excited to see those. And then I just started working on another picture book with Candlewick called Best Bed for Me. So yeah, I'm really excited. Well, Lauren, if you do venture into picture books again, do you think there's any chance you'll collaborate with Gaia another time? I would absolutely love to. Yeah, that would be so fun if we're lucky. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you both for speaking with me about the book. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. This was so fun. Once again, I've been speaking with author Lauren DiStefano and illustrator Gaia Cornwall about their new picture book, The Unicorn Came to Dinner, which is due out on June 2nd from Roaring Brook Press. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. <laughs>